perfect. What's up, everybody? It's Jamel Gibbs. Welcome to another podcast episode. This is the Business and Investing Podcast, where you learn all things business and investing related. Listen, so um, I had my, my good friend Ernest Dante on a previous episode, and uh, we gained good traction on that episode. So I wanted to bring him back on. I think we needed a part two to that episode to talk about some other things entrepreneur related. You know, we were just discussing depression and entrepreneurship. We were discussing a lot of different things on uh, the ins and outs of being an entrepreneur, being a real estate investor in general. Now, for those of you who don't know, you know, I, I opened up just a couple of years ago on how I personally suffered from depression in my real estate investing business. And ironically, it happened at one of the peaks of my success. Right. We're talking seven, eight years ago. And this is something that people just don't talk about. Right. So if you're going through depression as an entrepreneur, it doesn't matter. It's probably going to happen to a lot of people, but it doesn't matter how successful you are. Doesn't matter how um, capable you are of making money. Doesn't matter where you are in your business. Eventually, it, it's probably going to happen. And part of the reason for it happening is because people don't think like you as an entrepreneur. As an entrepreneur, we're a different type of breed. We think different. We do things differently. And because of that, sometimes people have to catch up to us, right? So that can, you know, cause some level of depression. Uh, I don't know why. I'm not uh, a psychologist. In fact, I might even have a psychologist. If you're a psychologist who's an entrepreneur, uh, reach out to me because I love to interview you on why we as entrepreneurs go through the motions of uh, being an entrepreneur, uh, depression, having highs and lows in our feelings, not only in our business, but in our feelings as well. And I think it's because we're so high up, not necessarily putting ourselves on a pedestal, but I think that we just think differently as entrepreneurs and the rest of the world just doesn't, they, they just don't understand what it's like to be an entrepreneur. And because of that, it's hard to find people who are like-minded, who think like us. And ultimately, that can lead to some type of hormonal depression. Uh, some people suffer physical depression. I know for me, it was more of a hormonal type of thing. I don't know why. Uh, it was right around the time I was right around 30 years old, about 10 years ago. But this is a real thing. So if you're going through depression right now, you know, and you need somebody to talk to, uh, talk to another entrepreneur or reach out to me, right? I'm happy to talk about it, but just understand that you're not the only one going through it. And before it gets really serious, you need to talk about it, let it out, because that's what helped me, right? Um, so, you know, that could be part of our conversation that <laughs> we're talking about today. But before, when I had Ernest on a call, we were discussing Hollywood. We talked about his... Uh, uh, plug me in platform. We talked about business and, and, and how to use social networking in order to be able to grow as an entrepreneur. So before we jump into all of this stuff that I want to talk about today, Ernest, what's up, man? Hey, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. And I'm glad that we touched upon 
the mental health aspect uh, as it pertains to this entrepreneurial journey, because it's definitely something that can become a physical thing. It definitely can affect you physically, your emotions, um, the mental plane that you're on as we go on this journey. What people have to remember is it can be a traumatic thing when we're transitioning from one level to another because we're leveling up mm. and that's not easy. It can be draining the amount of work that we have to put in because being an entrepreneur, it never stops. You don't really have that much time to turn off because you, when it comes to upward mobility, you have to give it your all. You're maxing yourself out constantly. And then if you have a family, you still have to make time for that family life to be the best husband you could be, the best father you can be, the best wife or the best girlfriend or mother that you can be. That's not easy being able to balance all of those things. And it can affect us. And usually it does. It could be periodic. It could be for an hour out the day, twice a week, where it's really affecting you. And like you said, as entrepreneurs, we need a network. We need people that can relate to us, other people that can um, understand, yeah, this is what you're going through. It's normal. I go through it too. Because it makes it a lot easier to realize, okay, there's not nothing, there's there's nothing that's quote unquote wrong with me. This is part of what happens. And mm -hmm. there's no getting around it. On that road to success, you have to go through it. So yeah, man. It's, it's a real thing, bro. You know, and, and it's funny, a lot of people are coming out, even athletes, they're coming out, and we had Simone Biles, for example, mm -hmm. came out and you know basically told the world that she suffered from mental depression or mental health or whatever the case may be. Yep. The tennis player, Naomi, she right. came out and um, was transparent with it. Kevin Love of the Cleveland Cavaliers and the NBA, DeMar yep. DeRozan. So a lot of people have started to open up about hey, the, the mental aspects and mental hardships and I that, think it's a healthy thing, man. I think yeah. look, at, look at Sherman from um, Seattle, man. Um, you got several football players opening up about it. People need to be able to talk about it. Yeah, right? it's way less taboo than it was before, which right. is a great thing that we right. could be more transparent about. Um, yeah, about how we feel. Um, achieving things in business is a very logical and analytical thing but we're still people. So there are still feelings behind it. And mm -hmm. we do go on emotional roller coasters. Yeah, man. You know, for me, you know, and I'm speaking for myself, you know, again, I'm 40 years old. When I was right around 30, I think I went through like some type of hormonal depression. Um, where, especially being a black man in America, um, coming from a black family mm -hmm. i feel like uh i feel like with, with us i know for me speaking for myself i didn't hear things like you know there's certain things that kids need to hear when they grow up uh, of course i didn't hear in my household i knew my parents loved me but you didn't necessarily hear it all the time right so i'm not saying that that's a bad thing it toughened me up but sometimes when you grow up in the projects when you 
when you uh when you live your life based off of survival yeah we couldn't live soft i mean we're we from red hook projects exactly and we, we couldn't had be to soft. survive that and thrive right so we we're we literally l- grew up we lived our lives based on survival mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. um showing you know love and the caring side i'm not saying that my family because my family you know was very caring <laughs> very caring very very loving right we love each other and we knew that but sometimes you don't hear it all the time and i think it's healthy for a kid to hear that i think it's yeah. healthy for an adult to hear that right but sometimes especially growing up in a rough environment you can't hear that because it'll it'll soften you up and so, then you can be in danger as a exactly. result of that exactly man so as a you know coming from um, coming from the projects in a black family, I didn't necessarily like for me, it was soft to say, I love you when I was a kid. Now, as an adult, I embrace it. Right. It's a different level of uh, maturity at this point. But I think that at the end of the day, I think it's healthy for people in general to start expressing how they feel doesn't necessarily mean that you're soft. We all go through it, right? I think as a man, um, it shows Especially more- Especially father to son. Yeah, I think it shows more masculinity to be able to show a vulnerable side at the same time. That doesn't necessarily yeah. mean you're soft because I'm far from being soft. Yeah. But at the same time, man, if you can't talk, if you can't open up to like-minded Express people- yourself express yourself if you can't do that then it's going to build up inside of you ultimately it could cause more harm than good than good yeah it can so, have negative effects yeah man so i want to open up the conversation for everybody if you're suffering right now from mental health not necessarily mean it doesn't mean that you're crazy you're not no. right it and, could be mental fatigue mental it could fatigue. literally be mental fatigue that's right man maybe you're reaching for certain goals right and those goals aren't happening as fast as you need them to happen. That's a natural thing. It's part of the business. I'm not telling you to toughen up. I'm telling you to keep going, keep pushing, but also open up. Discuss what your issues are. That's why masterminds, you know, I have a real estate investing mastermind. I think masterminds are so important because you're literally talking to a group of people every single week versus, um, you know, being all in it by yourself. And that was part of the reason for me, you know, we're talking 10 years ago, I was literally a successful entrepreneur at that time, 30 years old. And I was working from home, my office, you know, all that stuff was shut down. I didn't need an office at that point. That's when I started doing a lot of virtual investing. So what that meant was I'm literally operating my business from inside my office. If my wife left to her sister's house or, you know, took the kids with her, I'm literally home by myself. Solitude. Solitude, man. A lot of times when you're by yourself uh, for a long period of time, you know, look at the guys who who, who uh, go to prison, they go to solitary confinement, man. <laughs> yep. And Your mind starts to time. run amok. Exactly, man. So same thing happens to an entrepreneur, to anybody, Right. 
you need to communicate with more people. That's why I think people spend so much time on social media as well. Um, that could be a healthy thing, but it could also turn into a negative as well. But especially the, my, when you're looking for encouragement or you're looking for you're looking for encouragement in a way that's grasping for straws. And then it's like, oh, can I get likes? I, I need some more likes just so that I know yeah. that I'm going in the right direction. That's yeah, I, when it can be unhealthy. I think social media within itself can be healthy, but unhealthy. Like you said, when you when you start turning into the person that's looking for likes, when you start turning into the person, what's the best word I could use for this, man? Um, someone that needs affirmation um, from other people they need that you don't even know. Exactly. They need confirmation from other people that they don't even know. All right. That's when it becomes unhealthy. When you put up one post and it gets 500 likes, but then the other gets, you know, 37. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and remember in our last, in <clears throat> the, our last segment, when we were speaking about my startup, One for All Concepts, and we were talking about the app, Plug Me In, that mm. was one of the major differences. It's not a popularity contest on our platform. Our platform is for the people that you really know in real life that have an invested interest in your well-being that you actually physically spend time with. Those are the people that comment. Those are the people that interact and engage with you on our platform. The social networking app for your real life, social network of people. Because when you just go into a pool of the unknown as it pertains to all the social media and social networking apps, it's a crapshoot. You don't know really what the responses are going to be. You can have people who are literally just scro uh, scrolling up and down their timeline. They're not feeling good about themselves. They see something that you post. And just because they're not feeling good about themselves, they comment in a negative way. And then there's some people who really take that in internally, which affects them. That's why we see some people who um, committed suicide yeah. based off of uh, social media comments, not getting enough likes, things of that nature. So it's a fine line. It's Look definitely at, a fine line. Let's talk about Hollywood for a minute, right? Look at all of the young celebrities that, you know, I, I, we could go down a list, right? Mm -hmm. There's, there's a, a bunch of young celebrities that suffered from mental health, mental depression, yes. because that's all they knew from being young to becoming an adult. Then when they start to express themselves, us, you know, looking from a bird's eye view at them, look at them like they're crazy. Right? Yeah, yeah. They lost their mind. Why, why do you think that happens? Why, why does that happen to celebrities? It happens to entrepreneurs. It happens to high level people in general. Okay. I would say, and it, it will be real interesting also to see how people comment in the comment section, what they're thinking about this. So I would say, uh, let's take Britney Spears, for example. When the public first gained knowledge of her, she was a teenager, right? She was a child. She started out in the Mickey Mouse Club, just like Justin Timberlake. So we know of these individuals as children, right? When we grow, we have the benefit of the whole world not seeing the bumps and bruises that we take as we transition into young adulthood and then adulthood. 
they literally have to do it right before our eyes. Mm -hmm. So when, as they're starting to become the adult that they're going to be based upon the experiences that they've had, a lot of us as the public, we're the ones who can't cope with it. That's not their fault. It's how we're um, conceptualizing and how we're perceiving their transformation. So it can be a very complex thing. And like you said, it doesn't mean that they're crazy. It just means that the public has labeled them as such because we're not being understanding. So it's a lot of different things. Britney Spears went through it, right? Um, unfortunately, the the singer, actor, was he a singer? I think he was just an actor back in the days, River Phoenix, right? Mm -hmm. It can have... Um, it can have dangerous repercussions. Yeah, man. Now, some of them do work their way out of it. Yes. But unfortunately, they're always labeled there are some as casualties. That, always labeled as that person that, that went a little crazy at some point. So I think, you know, us as the general public have to be more supportive of people, especially when they when we see signs of it. Yeah. Um, and more empathetic. Be more empathetic. But in addition to that, us as entrepreneurs, you know, we're in this together. There's no, I'm better than you. This is, let's help each other. So, yep, we're all builders. If you're going we're through all something, builders. that's right, man. <laughs> if you're if you're going through something, open up, talk to people, right? You know, I you know I can't talk to everybody personally, but I'm happy to talk to people about this this topic because it's a real thing. Sometimes people just need somebody to listen to them. They don't even need you to talk sometimes. They just need you to listen. If you listen twice as good as you talk, you'll be that much more helpful to the next person. Yeah. So entrepreneurship, mental health is a big thing. And, they and coincide. It, they go hand in yeah. hand. And, and, and you mentioned something that was really important. This happens because we're always looking to level up as entrepreneurs. And even when we have enough Sometimes we feel like we're missing something. Do you ever yeah, feel like that's that? that's that ambition. It's a gift and a curse, ambition. And, it, and it's something that everybody just don't have, right? I think that, I think, you know, ultimately, so I have a saying that, you know, I've been semi-retired since I was 30. I don't ever see myself retiring because I, I really like what I do. I love what I do. I love helping people. I love the real estate business. But, Sometimes I don't feel like doing it. I feel like I don't want to do it forever. That's a natural thing, right? But at the same time, I think that um, if I were to stop today and to do absolutely nothing, it would drive me crazy. Because, uh, like you said, man, like you said, it's that it's that ambition. It's the, yeah. it's, it's a natural. I think people are. I think you have to be born this way, almost, man. How do you feel about that? I, I do think that that's something that you're intrinsically born with, that type of ambition. And I think a competitive spirit can be cultivated. And we got to remember, um, you and I, we, we were fortunate. We come from two parent households. Mm -hmm. Our fathers were there. Our dads loved us. Our dads cultivated our competitive spirit by way of sports, with basketball especially. So, yo, it's a different dynamic, man. It's a different, that ambition was always there. 
and and we had fathers who were men man's mans you know what i'm saying a, a man's type of man that's right so yo we were fortunate to have that competitive spirit um built into our dna and that's let's, every day let's talk about that man because i think this is a really important topic i spoke about it on my channel before um but let's talk about growing up with a two-parent household versus a one-parent household and the differences of the, the type of person you become as an adult. So let's take me and you as an example versus other people that we know from our neighborhoods who okay. didn't have both parents and some of the repercussions they face because of it. Because, you know, if you're looking at it from, an out, from the outside and if you didn't grow up in the hood, um, if you didn't have both your mother and your father, the chances, and, and, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, from what I've experienced in my life, the chances of you succeeding on a, on a super high level when you didn't have both parents, it diminishes because of that. But if you had both parents, the likelihood of you succeeding drastically increases. You know what I mean? That's the way I, I, I see it. That's the way I look at it. I could be wrong. I mean, that's but what the stats, that's, that's what, what the, the stats, stats say. Also Are the stats true? Are the stats true, though? Let's talk about that, man. So I would say that statistically speaking and overall, when you look at the masses and when you look at the population of people, you do have an upper hand when you come from a two-family household just for the simple fact that there are two people pouring into you, protecting you, nurturing you and teaching you things at the same time. Mm. But then when we look at the other side of the coin, let's just take sports, for example, right? A lot of our athletes who have become millionaires and who are in the top 1% of the population, household. they come from one households. And so, I, yeah. So what's the common denominator between an entrepreneur who had a two-parent household and one that had a one-parent household. There's some that, like you mentioned, the top one percent. What do you feel are the common denominators between the two? Because there should be some differences. The different, the real difference is the either the one-parent or two-parent household. You had two parents pouring into you versus one. But I think, well, let me let me see what you think about that first, because I, I got my own thought on on why that happens. I think okay. a lot of a lot of it is wrapped around um, mindset and ambition and discipline. And, di and there you go. You took the words right out of my mouth, man. Discipline. So what do you feel? Wh why do you why do you think that happens? So I think especially as it pertains to entrepreneurship and people who go into the business world, people who go to college, not saying that college is everything, but people who go through those steps to get to where it is that they want to be, it takes a certain amount of discipline, right? It takes a certain amount of having seen it before. Mm. Um, it takes a certain amount of being able to be critiqued, which dads usually do, and being able to take it constructively. So one who grows up Let's just say one who grows up in a single parent household and the mom was the one who was there. 
um, inherently and just instinctively, moms are more nurturing, where dads are more the disciplinarian and dads are more so the ones who give it to you straight. As a male, one who has enjoyed having a dad there his whole life, I always had somebody there to give it to me straight. Mm. I always had that guy there who would give it to me with no chaser. Mm. And, and my pops was one of the ones who still said, I love you and gave me mm. hugs and gave me kisses and still would give it to me straight because he knew I needed that. He knew that the world um, was not going mm. to be easy to navigate through. And there's some people who don't have that. Yeah. So it hits them like a, a, a bag of bricks when it does happen and they are confronted with that type of uh, situation. It's like, oh, hold on. The world is not all like daffodils and roses and lilacs. Like, this is rough. Mm -hmm. And depending upon how you react to those situations, you either go to jail, right? You either settle for something that you had the potential to uh, actually do more, but you settle because you don't have that stick wittedness. You don't have that fortitude to push through um, or you rise above like the athletes, like certain entertainers who come from single parent households and more so than not, the parent was their mom. They're looking at it as, yo, I'm the man of the house. That's I right. have to achieve this. No matter what, because I have to take care of mom and mom poured a lot into me. I owe her. I have to give mom a high return on her investment. And for some that drives them. So, yo, it's, it's complicated to say the least. But overall, I think we do benefit from coming from a nuclear household. And that's why we were able to form a nuclear household ourselves because mm. we had prime examples of it. That's powerful, man. Cause I, you know, I'm, I agree with that hundred percent, man. I talk about that often, man. Um, you know, someone asked me what separated me from uh, my counterparts basically. And I, and I believe it was simple fact that I had two parents growing up, man. Um, could things have still worked out? Uh, absolutely. But let me explain what brought, me to my point today. So my mother introduced me to entrepreneurship. I was seven years old. I don't know if you remember, I had a newspaper route, right? So I learned how to hustle young. I've been hustling my whole life. My father introduced toughness to me, how to handle myself the right way um, as a man. Um, between the two, I became a powerful businessman in my own right. People can tell me that. I won't say it for myself, but for, for the most part, I'm not a pushover. I know that about myself and I know how to make money. Right. So, be, you know, th that combination makes me a stronger entrepreneur as an adult, even though I didn't hear I love you when I was a kid. It was introduced into my family as I became more of an adult and I introduced it to my parents. I knew that my parents loved me. I'm not saying that um, they didn't, but hearing that in my household was a unique thing. So as an adult, 
we say it more often. My mom passed away in 2017 from cancer. She heard it. She heard it plenty of times beforehand. I knew my parents loved me growing up. It was more of a let me show you than say it type of thing, though. So that kind of separated things. Now, another plot twist to this, man, and this is just a thought. How do you think, you know, so in the hood, we're all broke, right? Nobody really got any real money, right? But some people were a little well off, a little more well off than others, Mm -hmm. right? Based off of their parents' situation or whatever the case may be. How do you think- Specifically based off of their parents' situation. Right. Hence why we were talking about uh, in the other segment, Mm -hmm. generational wealth. And right, you man. being the beginning of it. So right. specifically because of that reason. So my question to you is, how do you feel like that plays a part in the success of someone growing up from the hood and becoming a successful adult? How do you feel like that plays a part? Because I know for me personally, my parents, I, you know, we grew up on welfare and food stamps and stuff, man. So you know, I took that as ammunition to be able to not have to live that way as an adult, right? I I, I could have said, okay, I'm gonna live like that when I when I grew when I grow up. This is all I know, but my brain told me this is not what I want to do. I want to do this instead, and I literally dug myself out. So, how do you feel like that plays a part? Could obviously my answer would be it would it can provide someone with more ambition more of a push almost like you're coming from a single family household and you need to you don't want to see your mother suffering because most single family single family households uh you have the mother the father never yeah. gets the credit right <laughs> yeah yeah but yep. but i mean let's just be real man most of the time know, it's the mom me growing up from what i've seen I've always seen single family mothers. You never really see yep. single family fathers. Uh, single not, and, and we're not saying that it doesn't exist because right. of course we know that it does. Of right. course exactly. we know that it does. But, but for the most part, yeah, it's usually the mom. Statistically, yeah, statistically it's going to be the mother, right? So with that being said, most young men want to get their mother out of poverty, Right. They use that as an ambition. What about when you when you grow up, you know, based off of your finances, how do you feel that plays a part in someone's success as they get older? Okay, so me, like we spoke about on the last segment. um, Remember, my grandmother lived in Red Hook, right? And we went to PS 27s. So obviously it was easier to get to school. if I just stayed in Red Hook Monday through Friday. So Monday through Friday, I, I lived in Red Hook with my grandmother. Meanwhile, my mother and father owned uh, a home in Bed-Stuy. Both of them were working. So my father was a corrections captain and my mom worked at J.P. Morgan uh, Chase as an executive assistant. So it was, it was a, a, a slightly different dynamic. We were like toward the upper middle class. Mm-hmm. So it was the upper middle class finances, right? So I'm coming from that baseline. I live in 
the projects Monday through Friday, but I have two working parents who are essentially combined upper middle class. So me coming from that baseline, my thought process was always, all right, you have no excuses. And it's your job to do more for your mm. children and for your family when you have it than what your parents did for you. And for you, the sky is definitely the limit. Look where you're starting from. So I benefited from growing up in Red Hook, right? Which is somewhere that you have to survive and then find a way to thrive. Because our Red Hook is not the same Red Hook no, as no way. this Red Hook. They were shooting every day. Yeah, no when way. When we came man. home from school, they were shooting every day. Yep. So we had to first survive that, figure out how to do it, and then figure out how to thrive within that environment, right? So I use that as building blocks. Like, yo, if I could survive that, and I come from a family who is upper middle class, I can do anything. And I have the tools to do anything. That's right. So that was always my mind frame. Both parents went to college. So I already knew I'm, it was always, always in my mind, I'm going to college. And then we play ball. And as you know, we had peers who we grew up with who were fast bloomers, right? So they were better than us at basketball at first. But a lot of them fell into the street life. Yep. A lot of them got caught up. And then we kept working. We kept going. We kept going to school. And me, eventually, I played college basketball, did all of that. Everything was building toward an ambitious cultivation to achieve goals. Mm. Everything. Mm. And to me, all of those things served as building blocks. I think, uh, you know, Red Hook, you know, I, I think anybody coming from, from the projects or any type of hood could relate to this as well, man. When you live in a, in a hood, when you live in the projects, if you're looking at it from, if, if you're actually within the hood, there's almost like a family-like type of environment. There's nothing it's like, like There's nothing like it. I think everybody... Look at all of the young, the young guys we grew up with. How many? I mean, it was <laughs> a bunch of us, right? Yeah, there was, it was literally like, a bunch of us. It, I think it was almost like we were all family. It was like your mom was like my mom. Yeah, mom. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. If you were acting up on any block, your mother, your father, yep. or your grandmother, your grandfather had friends, or there was cousins and yep. aunts on that block. You Every can get block. disciplined wherever you were at. That's if right, you man. Were acting up. That's right, man. So, and I think that plays a part in you know having that community, family type of feel. I, I you know, I haven't lived in a hood in <laughs> twenty years, man. It's been, it's <laughs> been so time. long. But my point is, I think that type of feel uh, spurred me to become a successful entrepreneur as well. You know, I couldn't let my neighborhood down. You know what I mean? Yes. So I started doing yes. it for the block versus doing it for myself. You know, so all of this stuff, man. I mean, mental health. Talking about uh, how you grow up, how that all plays a role in succeeding as an entrepreneur. All of that can be used as ammunition to be able or be the driving force for you to go from where you are to where you want to go. 
Some people are naturally soft, right? They just want to complain about everything. Some people just want to blame other people. You know, we had every right to blame other people for any lack of success that we may have experienced. That's the easy way out. That's the easy way out, man. So that's where the tough part comes in, right? That's where you have to dig deep, stop blaming other people and really dig and say, okay, what am I made of? Because if he can do it, I can do it. And that's where the competitive spirit comes in from sports and things like that. Growing up in the yeah. projects, we, 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 we naturally built a competitive spirit. It was a friendly competitive spirit amongst our peers, right? Those are like yeah. our and brothers. And then when we went to other projects and we played. We destroyed And when we them. were playing uh, different high schools and stuff, then it was a, a, a hostile competitive that's right. arena. And that's, that's right. fine, too. Yep, that's right. We, we, <laughs> all, we, this, all of that is all good. We going for the kill at that point, man. <laughs> yeah. But, but the question becomes, as an entrepreneur, you understand there's going to be ups. You understand there's going to be downs. You understand you might suffer some mental health issues. You understand that you should talk to people. We spoke about this today. You understand that we all come from different backgrounds, right? Um, we spoke about our background on today's podcast. And we spoke about how uh, our background can be similar to someone who's listening to this, but it can be unique for other people. But in reality, we all face the same situations. No matter where we come from, we all have the same problems. There's more similarities than there are differences. That's right. But how are you going to handle those issues? How are you going to face, how are you going to face the problem? Because when you become an adult, you know, you're almost thrown out to the pack of wolves, you know, you, you thrown into the jungle. Who's going to be the lion? At the end of the day, I know, Yo, I'm not, might, you know I love that. Say it again. Say it again. I'm just saying when you when you when you become an adult and you enter the jungle, because that's exactly what it is, man. It's a jungle. Who's going to be the lion at the end of the day? And I know for me, I'm not going to be anybody's prey. So I'm a lion all day. And, uh, you know, you can expect that from me as a businessman. So. As an entrepreneur, you have to be lion-like, right? You obviously can't be a real lion, but you have to be lion-like, have the same characteristics as a lion. And if you do, you survive in the jungle. You can become the king of the jungle if that's what your ambitions are. But you got to be willing to push through all of the weeds and uh, be able to push through to to get to the top, right? So. That I mean, seems like the perfect way to end this segment. That seems like the perfect <laughs> way to end this segment. I couldn't put it no better than that. Well, listen, man, I definitely want to do more podcasts. I, I know we kind of spent off of what we were initially initially wanting to do. No, nah, um, it's, it's all good because this is going to transition into your segment with the psychologist or psychiatrist where um the people can get a professional perspective on this right. thing. So that that's all good. That's right, man. So I, I am, if you want to see me interview a psychologist on mental health and entrepreneurship, do me a favor, leave a comment in the comment section. If you're suffering from mental health, depression, you know, I, I've gone through it myself. I totally understand. If you're going through it, I know exactly what you're going through. It's part of the game. Leave a comment in the comment section. Don't be ashamed. I want you to reach out. We open this up because not enough people talk about this, especially 
as in the entrepreneur space. It's talked about a little bit in Hollywood, but in the entrepreneurial space, not enough people are talking about this. I want to make sure that we segue and, and make it okay to talk about this in our space. You know, you guys understand I'm the family oriented entrepreneur. If you're a subscriber to my channel or anything that I do, you're like family to me, right? So I'm the family oriented entrepreneur. Uh, I'm big on health and fitness. Part of health and fitness is mental health, right? Uh, I'm big on living my life according to Bible standards. That's just the way I live my personal life. But in addition to that, um, I'm, my finances are the least of my concerns. So uh, reach out, you know, leave a comment in the comment section. Let us know what else you want us to talk about. I want to have Ernest on as a regular guest. Again, if you haven't watched our previous episode, make sure you, re, uh, you, you check, check that episode out. I'll link it up in the top so that you can check it out. But I want to have him on as a regular guest. I think it's going to be a healthy, uh, we, we can have healthy conversations uh, on different topics regarding entrepreneurship. Hollywood, Ernest has his social media app. And I think this ties in nicely with his social media experience. Definitely does. Mental health. And That's protecting right. your mental health. And how you guys can tie in the social networking aspect regarding mental health and things like that and not have to compete with other people who have larger followings than you, more likes exactly. and things like that. Make sure you check out um, Ernest. Uh, plug me in. Plug me in. Why don't you go ahead and give them the information on that, Ernest? So that is www.plugmeinapp.com. And from there, you can click on the download button to download it for your iPhones. Like I said in the previous segment, it will be coming out for Androids very soon. You can email us at inquiries at plugmeinapp.com. Um, you can follow me on IG, and that would be at Ernest underscore Dancy. So that's E-R-N-E-S-T underscore D-A-N-C-Y. So at Ernest underscore Dancy. And if we connect on there, the conversations are going well. I give you my plug. We could connect on Plug Me In and really go in depth with some things and, and share and communicate. That's right, man. So make sure you download that app. I'm telling you, it's going to be the next billion dollar social media platform. Get in while you can. Get in early um, and uh, be a part of the beginning stages of it because uh, eventually it's going to be tough to get in. All right. But guys, listen, what else do you guys want to hear from us on this podcast? Um, this is an entrepreneurial, this is a business and investing podcast, anything business and investing related today. We spoke about mental health as part of entrepreneurship, as part of business, as part of investing. What else? There's so many different aspects outside of the nitty gritty of you know, the actual doings of business that we could talk about that people need to hear. So leave a comment in the comment section. Let us know what else you, you want Ernest and I to talk about. And uh, we're going to check you guys out on the next one. Peace. Check out my website at reieducationacademy.com. To make it easy, you can just simply go to jamelgibbs.com or 
check out my YouTube page at youtube.com forward slash Jamel Gibbs. I'm all over the web, whether it be on Facebook slash the Jamel Gibbs or on Instagram at Jamel Gibbs. I'm in LinkedIn as well. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Snapchat. Check out all of these platforms for daily content, weekly content, more content from Jamel Gibbs. But if you want to get more in depth, go to REI Education Academy. Dot com, and that's how you can find out more about my training material and how you can get started investing in real estate today. Talk to you later.